Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for guitar dads by guitar dads. This week, Dave Grohl breaks his ever-long silence, but is he just being a pretender? Dave and Matt will finally attend a jubilee together in unsexy gear needs. It's not going to get hot and heavy this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. But now, the two sexiest guys in the guitar podcast world, Matt and Dave. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave, and welcome to the pod, everybody. We might be the sexiest guys. We could actually be the sexiest guys in our own <laughs> rooms right now. Yeah, we're the sexiest guys in our own Because I don't know, I was going to say, that Joe Branton and Matt Knight, those guys are pretty sexy. Yeah, pretty sexy, yeah. But we're not saying that. We're just, we're just saying that. <laughs> I can tell you, as the father of two girls, I am the sexiest man in my house. In your house, you absolutely, are. absolutely. Wow, oh, it's a really that's a great point. Yeah. Yep, very good, <laughs> very good, very good. All right, here we are, episode ninety-five. Wow, this is our first. This isn't the first episode that's dropped in twenty twenty-three, but you know, this is the first episode we're recording in twenty twenty-three. So here yes. we are, a week into the new year. You know, how's it going? Yeah. It's going, man. It's going. But first of all, as as we always do at the top of every pod, is we have to thank our listeners, our our loyal listeners that uh, catch us each and every week. Where you can uh, you find us wherever you're streaming us right now, and uh, please uh, don't forget to leave a comment and yes. um, you know and review and all that stuff. It really helps out the show. And subscribe, please do, because that helps us as well. And um, yeah, don't forget to check us out on all the socials. You know where to find us at Guitar Dads Podcast on Instagram, at Guitar yes. Dads Podcast on Facebook. You can join our private Facebook group, and uh, no questions asked, as we always say. We That's just let right. you in. We we'll let, let you in. in. We'll let you in. No questions asked. Well, and thank we you, and we will. We are going to shout out one of you tonight because you brought up a really good uh, point earlier today. Or oh yeah. yesterday. Yeah. No. And, yeah. Uh, we're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna get, get into that. that. So, hey, yeah. you come join us on Facebook, you make some comments, maybe you get on the show. Maybe you know? we talk about you. Maybe yeah. we do. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyway. Anyways. Anyways, what do we want to get into, Dave? Let's get into the guitar dataverse. The dataverse. All right. We haven't done the dataverse in a while because we've had a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, no, we haven't We haven't covered news and notes for a while, but there was kind of a, a, a you know, moderate, moderate amount of news out there, but a couple of little things, that little tidbits that I found that I thought might be interesting. Um, yeah. so as I alluded to, as I said in the intro, uh, Dave Grohl has kind of broken his silence as to the future of the foos. And of yeah. course, as we all expected, of course, they're going to continue to perform and it's going to be different, but yeah, they're going to continue to perform. Yeah. Um, and, uh, then they just put that statement out there. So it's kind of finally just, con- you know, they're confirming what everybody already knew. So who's going to be the drummer? He, this is uh, the that, big question. That we don't know. And that is a very interesting, uh, you know, I think, I thought, I think back to the, to the tribute, to the Taylor yeah. Hawkins tribute, were there any, you know, qualified drummers? His son. Remember the story we were talking son. about? His son. I, exactly. Taylor I was, just lead, Hawkins I was leading son. you down that road. His son is only like 16 years old or but something. But he could easily do it, But right? he's awesome and he could do it. That's right. So would they have him join the band following his father's footsteps and literally 
you know, kind of take his seat in the band. I mean, this is unbelievable. If that happens, I mean, I don't think there's anything cooler that's happened no. with like when somebody has, you know, passed on in a band, right? When someone's died. I mean, that's pretty amazing if that actually it's, happens. Yeah, that's never happened. So. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, even if he doesn't join the band full time, I can see a scenario where maybe he, he comes out on yeah. some gigs, you know? He comes out on some gigs, cool. yeah. yeah. That would be really cool, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and what's funny is the foos just have their pick of literally anybody they want would do it with them. Right. So, you know, they could just pick up the phone and call oh, yeah. any drummer you could ever think of and um, they'll come and do it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's cool. So, yeah, I think that's right. I think we all expected the foos to continue, but it's yeah. cool that it's cool that Dave has come out and said, you know what, we're going to this is going to happen. We we know it's going to happen. So. So we'll see what the next chapter brings. Yeah, for the foos. So it's kind well, of well. Speaking of next chapters, I, I actually, if you would, if you had asked me, you know, if this person had been knighted, I would have told you for sure. Yes, I didn't realize that he hadn't been yet. But uh, apparently, Brian May, you know, everybody knows yeah. who Brian May is, guitarist yeah. Queen, has been knighted. Yeah, you know what though? D- yes, I heard that he was knighted. It's very disappointing that he wasn't knighted by the queen. I know. <laughs> I know. As I a know. member of Queen, he doesn't get knighted it's by the queen. Ridiculous. He gets it's... knighted by King Charles. I know. Oh well. You but know, anyway. but you know what? Good for Brian May. He's, he's what, you can know. can you explain to me because we're not British. What, yeah, maybe the I Brits mean, and maybe the maybe Ben Ben Caffrey were calling you out. Can yes. you explain this to us in the Facebook group, please? Uh, and we we all understand like the <laughs> significance of being knighted, but do we really understand? Like in, here in America, we we don't really understand what that what that means fully, and so we'd love to know. And we're, I mean that I'm not not not. Uh, I mean, it's obviously you know, a very smoking. high honor, but yeah, what, of course, like, when we when we, when we don't have anything equivalent in the U.S., so no. You know who knows, but it's it's a big deal because all like the big rock stars from the UK are all been knighted. They're, they're all they're all knighted. Is, is Jimmy Page knighted? I don't think he I, is. I, you know I what? The, I was I just going to say. Queen li- I don't think the Queen liked him at all. You know what? Go- you should Google that while we chat here because yeah. that's an interesting. I I would <laughs> I, again. It's one of those like you know, put a gun to my head and 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 ask me. I don't. I would say. I would say yes. He he must be right. I mean, talk about rock, talk about royalty, rock royalty over there, right? If you got Paul McCartney, (laughs) Brian May, Elton John. All right, so here's an article from November (laughs) 15th, November of 15th, 2011, Jimmy Page to be knighted. So he, 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 wait, wait, hold on. What, What year? If British MP gets her way. So was he ever knighted? Oh, geez. Now we don't even know. See, now we're going down the rabbit hole. Oh, As usual, God. the unprepared guitar dads. Oh, geez. But we thank you for listening each and every week. Um, and this is where it's <laughs> this is where it gets fun, folks. Uh, yeah, so I, I would have said that he was, but again, like what is the significance of of that? Because you're right, we don't have that that we don't have any kind of that any similar honor here in the US. So um, and then what, what qualifies you to be knighted, right? I, mean, I think, where, the, yeah, we, we should learn about this. So, okay. So, so what, what I can pull up on Google quickly is a British conservative MP launched a campaign in 2011 to have Paige knighted, but it doesn't sound like he was. I don't think he wasn't. Wow. I don't think he was. So Jimmy Page isn't knighted, but so who is knighted? I, well, Elton John. 
We know Elton uh, John. We know McCartney. Paul McCartney, yeah. Um, Who else? Uh, I want to say, isn't Sting knighted? Oh, is he? What about Clapton? Clapton, I want. I was just to say Clapton. I don't know if he was knighted. And then I just uh, uh, George Michael, I think, was knighted, wasn't he? Really, Clapton wasn't is he? Not, Clapton, Clapton not has knighted. not been Clapton not knighted. He's not knighted, but in two thousand four, he was made a commander of the British Empire. Whatever. Okay. That, what the heck? Ben, does that you need to explain this to the, us, buddy. What, is that mean? what, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, he had Sorry, great command make, of the... I don't mean to make fun of this, but... He had great command of the fretboard, but is that what that means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a commander of the British Empire. Like, <laughs> what is, what's going on here? Seriously, I'm not trying to make fun of this. No, but we're not. We're, but we're, it is we, kind of funny at the same time. Um, <laughs> like, what? Like, what is... We need to know what it means. Okay, here. Uh, I, got, I, got, I, got a, I got a thing from Ultimate Guitar. Um, here we go. Here's a list of musicians... From who? From so this is a list of musicians who've been knighted, right? No, these are the people that were been ranked commander of the Order of the oh, British so Empire. Are there any so, other? So Gilmore. Uh, so Gilmore. Gilmore, right? So Gilmore, George Martin, mm. and Clapton, and Plant. Plant. Oh, Plant. Robert, Plant. Robert Plant. Rod Stewart. Robert Daltrey. Sting. Oh, I forgot about Daltrey. Sting. Sting yeah. have all been ranked commander of the order commander, of the British empire, which is the highest knighted. honor. That's the highest honor a British subject can receive below a knight or dame. Wow. Apparently dame is the, so here's a list of musicians who turn down knighthoods. Oh, I didn't now, know. You now again, this down. is, this is an article from ultimate guitar. So that this is interesting. Um, David Bowie. Really? He turned it down and guess what? Guess who else? Turned it down. Keith Jimmy Richards. Ridge. Keith Richards turned it down. Yeah, and then who else turned it down? Was he John, high at the time? John Lennon turned it wow. down. Well, wow. Well, I right? that I mean, I wonder because since he's not British, does <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. So here um, we go. So here we go. I'm gonna, <laughs> no, I'm gonna, never, there's all these people got that, that joke. No, yeah. No, I sorry, I was joke. paying attention to the article. Yeah. I'm sure it was a great joke, Dave. Yeah. Nobody got, I don't think anybody got the joke. Well, so, sometimes when I'm like looking stuff up on during an episode, like Dave will be like telling jokes and then I'll, sometimes I'll listen, <laughs> I'll listen back to the episode and I'll, and I'll hear it's the a joke. Deep, I'm like, it's oh. a deep, I'm like, oh, that was a good joke. As I said it, it was a deep joke and I don't know if very, very many people may get that. <laughs> okay. So Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Yep. Um, Van Morrison. Yep. Bono. Interestingly Bono. enough, Bono. Huh. Bono's not he's turned Irish. down turned down knighthood. He cannot use Sir because he's Irish, but he can sign his name KBE. Bono's knighthood had nothing to do with his musical contributions. He was awarded for his charitable efforts in Africa. So there you go. Huh. Interesting. Um, Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger is knighted. Elton John, we all know that. Paul McCartney, we all know that. So there you go. So it's actually a really short list of people. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, that's well, a, so yeah. so right. that's a huge deal for Brian May. Then congratulations yeah. to him. You know. Okay. Well, congrats no, to no. Brian May. And maybe there's others, but this isn't. This is probably an old article I'm looking at here. It's probably from. Oh, geez, it's not even. Oh, yeah, it's from 2017. So there could be others that I don't. There know could about, be others since then. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty interesting. And of course, like everything else in my life that I regret, I, I just thought of something I easily could have put in the intro. Uh, we will knight you, but I forgot to put that in there. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway. We will, we will <laughs> knight you. <laughs> ding, ding, okay. Anyway, moving on. Another, wow, another, was... real, another really interesting thing that we came across this week yeah. is that um, there's all this exciting stuff going on with AI. Yes. And apparently people are having some fun with, what's it called, Dave? Chat AI. Chat AI. Chat- Chat G something just Chat C P G C ah geez we just talked about this before got we it. recorded Hold on. it's Chat called Chat GBT Chat GBT is this artificial intelligence platform online that people are using to do a whole host of crazy things and um, one of them is like write you know papers in college. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, which so is why one way. university recently banned it. Yeah, they totally banned it. Yeah, um, but no, but I heard that there they, there was a student at one of these universities that actually wrote a program to catch it to see if ChatGBT wrote the papers. So it's kind oh of, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of clever. But anyway, so some this is where it's interesting to us as guitar dads. So. So somebody, this guy on this guy who's a YouTuber, which I don't know who he is. His name is B- B- Burned Guitarist. Have you ever heard of Burned Guitarist? I never heard of him. Um, I haven't heard either. No. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think that, it's not that a, a cool is, video. I haven't I seen think the that video. Was, I think that's an alias for Ryan Burke. Oh, is oh oh it is yes. okay. <laughs> Burned Guitarist. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's right. We know it's you, Ryan. Um, so, so, um, anyway, so he basically asked chat GPT, this AI platform, um, online to write a tube screamer plugin, a VST plugin, um, you know, to see how it would go. And apparently, you know, it took some, like a bunch of different iterations, but this thing actually generated a real VST plugin clone of a tube screamer. Yeah. So it's like. What the hell? This is because why not? Everybody else is is cloned a tube screamer. Why yeah, not? Yeah, exactly. AI? Why not? It, why not? Yeah. Why not a non-human? Yeah. So, like, you would think, like, you know, it's probably not that hard because there's probably a ton of these out there, right? So, but it's kind of unbelievable when you think like how powerful this stuff is. Yeah. Seriously. Right? Um. So you got to think this is kind of a springboard for for other. You know, for for creating other uh, other plugins, right? I mean, I'm, yeah, oh, I'm, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but just think about like all the things. So, Dave, what would you like? What 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 would you have this thing? I think we have to experiment with this and see what we can come up with. Like, what would you have a Chat GBT do that's guitar related? Play the guitar for me. It sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? You think you could program it to do that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What? Why? What would you? What would you? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I, um, like clone? I mean, talking about like clone a pedal or? Yeah, well, either a pedal or like what would you do? I don't like know, like an amp or like an amp. Yeah, so yeah, you know, I would be. That's what I when that's what I immediately thought of. I immediately thought of, you know, could you could it create like a like a realistic plugin of an amp, right? Like the way that Neural DSP right. does these unbelievable plugins of an amp, you know, that obviously takes a lot of talented people a long time to come up with. I wonder like how good it could do if you like, you know, said, Oh, give me a, a model of my, um, a silver Jubilee and see how good it could come out. Um, right. it's kind of interesting. Right. Um, I thought like when I read host, the article, a whole what do you host think of, of things. Oh yeah. yeah. The first thing I thought of when I read the article was more like a clone. Like, could you get, 
could you get this thing to sound exactly like you know an original Klon Centaur? Oh, I bet you could. Like, right. I bet, yeah. So that's yeah. So I don't know. So I thought it was kind of interesting. So this AI stuff, guys, I don't know. It sounds pretty interesting to me. Um, it sounds incredibly interesting to me that you could actually do this stuff. That like you know you don't have to be you know, a super genius to get this stuff done. Cause these guys are neural DSP and, you know, and all these other, you know, the Kemper profiler, all this stuff. Like this is like a bunch of geniuses working on this. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And now if you, you know, do it all via AI, I mean, that's it's like, just... what? Like this is unbelievable. You know, I mean, I'm sure it would take a long time before it sounded even close to what those guys are doing, but it's still pretty cool. It's still pretty yeah. cool stuff. It's very gotta, cool. Gotta, yeah. Very cool stuff. So there you go. So go play around with the AI engine over there and see how it goes. So let me ask you, because you you had been going back and forth for a little while, and we I think around around me, this time last year, yeah. let me ask you something. <laughs> hey, some, some, around last year, maybe or a little before then, we had been we talked a lot about modeling on this pod, and you had been a real you were really leaning into it hard. And where do you stand now? Because since then, your 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 rig has changed. Your your thoughts have changed. No, well, not really. It hasn't changed with my band. My rig has actually been no, your rig with the, pretty your, much the same with the band. I should say your home yeah. rig. Your home rig has changed yeah, my since, home since rig, then. Yeah, my home Like, I do, like, in the room, I really do like the tube amps. I like how they sound. I like how they feel in the room. So it's really tough to, to you know, it's it's really hard to, you know, get away from that because I have the HX Stomp. I haven't, I haven't played like the quad cortex or a Kemper. I haven't even played like an Axe Effects. I, I really have only played the Helix platform with the Stomp. So, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know how good it can get with these other platforms. But, um, I mean, the Neural DSP stuff, I have their plugins, um, you know, that I just use with my computer, and they're absolutely incredible. So, you know, and, and then with the Neural DSP, and we learned this, you know, we were talking to, to Dallas from the LA Maybe um, yeah. you know, they're basically, they're just, they're using the neural DSP stuff live. So they don't have to look yep. around all their amps and they just, u- and they're just using profiles of their amps, which people have been doing for a long time with Kemper. So, I mean, I think that stuff for a lot of reasons in live performances is perfect. Right. So, so no, I still, I still really like the, um, the Helix. I still think it sounds incredibly good. And for our purposes with the band where we all go kind of direct in, it sounds incredible. So, but here's the thing though, right? Like you need to, and we've talked about this a lot, talked about it with some of the guests we've had on. If you're going to go direct with one of these things, you know, the sound, you know, your sound guy is very important, right? So, so, you know, if you bring one of these things in, unless you're either bringing your whole in-ear rig with you to a gig or you're bringing your own wedges like stage monitors of some kind then you're really at the mercy of the sound guy about how this thing is how you're going to sound like to yourself on stage so you know a, a lot of people might think like well if i have to carry around my own like my like a, like my own speaker to, to hear myself what's the what's the real point why don't i just carry around an amp at that point and that's where i would say well because you know a digital speaker is a lot less volatile than than a tube amp and then you know and carrying it around and getting it beat up and all these kind of things so there's a huge advantage to just carrying around like a really good a powered speaker like a qsc you know full range speaker um and you know a quad cortex or a helix or anything like that and then you can always have your sound there with you um and then you can get into things like the power cab which is awesome 
right? The Line 6 a power cab, which is like kind of an emulated speaker cabinet that has power in it so you can just run it into that. And there's all kinds of cool stuff you can do with that to kind of eliminate the need to to drag around your tube amps and deal with issues there. But, you know, but at the same time, unless you're really driving your tube amps at super high volume and playing gigs and gigs and gigs, then you're probably not going to have too many problems. If you're only playing the occasional gig, the, the amp is fine. But, but I will say, you know, playing in a band, in my opinion, playing in a band that's anything less than a trio, right? Guitar, drums, and bass. I think it's, there's a huge advantage to going in direct and to using things like in-ears or, you know, good studio monitors or good live monitors, I should say. There's a huge advantage to that because it just really brings the volume down on stage, which means everybody can hear themselves better. Right? right. When you get into these bands with, you know, two, three guitar players and everybody, it it, it, it literally turns into a... um it turns into who can you know who can turn up their amp the loudest right and that's horrible cuz i'm always singing in bands so it's horrible for the singers because when that happens the singer can turn up their voice as loud as they can it's still not loud enough and so they they'll shout over the band and they'll strain their voice big time you know i think i think you'd be hard pressed these days to find like a professional a singer in a band that's out there touring that isn't using in ears, I, I think you'd be very very hard pressed to find that. So there's anyway. a couple, there's a few, and, and they're they are rare. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're rare, but I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I don't. When I, don't, I do, when I yeah. do hear when you know you're watching something on YouTube or, or reading an interview or whatever, and you you come across the occasional you know somebody who's like, no, I just I'm very you know old school, and this is just the way I like to do it. It's almost odd nowadays, right? Yeah, well, I know Joe Bonamassa does not use in ears no. because he wants to hear his guitars, but it's Joe Bonamassa. And if you look at his live right. setup, you know he's usually he does sometimes play with other guitar players, but he's usually the only guitar player, right? And second, yep. he's got he's not got like not in his recent two tours. Yeah, that's right. He had he he's did he had, Josh, he had Josh with him. Yeah, so he's not always the only guitar player, but he you know, but he also you know he's calling his shots. He's got his own sound people. He's got it, you know, so he can, he can really dial it in. Like he wants to dial it in, but I can tell you the truth. Like, I think he's probably not doing his voice any favors by playing at that kind of volume on stage. He's going to blow out his voice. The good news is he's not like a crazy singer that is, sounds like he's straining his voice all the time. But I think these other singers, you know, it's not a healthy thing to do to shout over loud, loud um, bands. It's just not. I can tell you right now. <laughs> anyway, that's my diatribe on it, Dave. Well, there you go. <laughs> no, I, I, I found that interesting because it, it all, yeah. yeah, it all plays in. I just found that interesting because I think I, I had assumed because of some of the things you have been talking about with your home rig that you're just, and I know, I know what you, what you play live, but I thought maybe you're, you're feeling on, cause you had thought that modeling is like the, you know, the wave of the, fu- the, the wave of the future, it's uh, well, two it amps are, are on their way. Yeah. Well, two amps are on their way out. Nobody wants to play two amps anymore. And I think we've almost come full circle on that in a way, because, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, a, a lot of people out there that are still very committed to, to, you know, not using a modeler or, or you know. Oh no, there's with- definitely the people that are never going to want to use a monitor ever. 
like a mo- like a modeler. Sorry. Yeah. There's there's totally those people that are going to be out there and never want to do it, and I totally respect that because it is it's a different feel to get used to. But as a, somebody who s- s- sings in a loud band with other guitar players with keyboards, like it it's it's better than anything I've experienced to go direct in within ears and you really get a good sense of what's going on. You can control the mix of what you're hearing exactly. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Like I said, like, you know, if I, if I played, I'd love to do some trio gigs where it's just me and the guitar and um, bass and drums. And, you know, I probably wouldn't necessarily need the in-ears for that because I could probably make it work. However, you know, drums are loud, right? So having to get the volume up over the drums is, is is always a challenge even in a trio situation so yeah i don't know i I, yeah i think for live it really has a great place live but you gotta you gotta you know like i said if you're not using in ears you really have to know what you're doing with your monitoring um situation so so there you go it gives you an appreciation too for some of the old school bands back in the day before any of this technology existed, right? And how good some of the live stuff sounded because oh, yeah. they were they had all these struggles that you know that, they that's just all got they could through. do. I, you know, look, I did it for this is why I know it so well because I did it for years, right? And it's like you don't know any better. Like in ears weren't an option, you know, but fifteen years ago, even ten years ago, you know, this stuff has gotten a lot cheaper over time. It wasn't an option like 15 years ago to, to get a, you know, a, a normal cover band in town is going to have a whole in-ear rig. Like that was, you know, that was big, big bucks. Right. Um, and now it's, you know, a, a little bit easier to deal with. So anyway, well, speaking of tube amps. Yeah. <laughs> speaking we? of tube amps, there's some big news that happened. Some really big news that happened. Well, so yeah, so we talked about this in our new gear resolutions, and that and happened Dave, quick. Dave moved quickly, <laughs> so tell Dave, tell the tell the tell the listeners, move very quickly in a week's time. So uh, our buddy Philip Carter, who is the uh, host of the Forty Watt Podcast, go check out that podcast. Great, great podcast. Awesome. Um, anyway, chatting with him and Matt last week around new year's and um chatting up a storm of course i i, just, I start getting hazed into like buying a, a a better amp because i have you know as i talked about last week and other uh, prior shows you know I'm, i i never really spent a ton of money on an amp i had a dsl 40 a long time ago or not a long time ago but a year um, ago a year ago <laughs> <laughs> never really you know i didn't really like the uh the dirt channel on that i wanted something a, l- a little bit more you know, pedal friendly and, um, that kind of thing. And anyway, some, I, I, for whatever reason I landed on a Marshall origin, I know, and whatever you think about the origin, go ahead, knock me for it. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's not a terrible amp. It was a good pedal platform. Um, and if you didn't want to use a pedal on it, you could get some really good crunch tones out of it. But, and I also had that, that, that black star, um, HT 20, which I thought, I think it was a great amp. Um, anyway, so I'm getting pressured by Philip and Matt to to finally get. He's, so Philip says, "What would be your dream amp?" Well, I really can't afford my dream amp, but if I could, an affordable amp that I would want would be the Marshall Jubilee Mini that Matt got last year. Was so it? So wait a minute. What's you your get? What's your dream amp then? Money's well, no money's, money's no money, object. Oh, we're gonna get amp. into that show. Well, that's a that's a whole different show. So. I finally said, hey, you know, new year, new gear, and I'm just going to do it. And I went on Reverb, and I bought one. 
Nice. No, I actually want to know what your dream amp is, but well, no money's no object. I'll, I'll we'll have to think about that. Oh, okay. Because I don't all actually right. know. I oh, don't you don't actually know. know. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I don't know what it'd be, but it, but all right, let's come like back a, to a, that. Okay. Yeah, more like attainable and an amp that does the does the sound that I want that I love. Yeah. You know, I think it, which is in you know, being able to hear it when you purchased it. You know, last year was it last year that you bought it? Have you had it? No. Year? Yeah. No. It was twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. So yeah, you've had a little more than that. Um, yeah. But it's so great. It does so. It it, it does this. It does the thing. It does that. That it. You know, if you're you know, if you want that Marshall-y sound that we, you know, that, that, that Les Paul Marshall sound, that, that perfect pairing sound that Matt and I love that the, the slash tone and everybody else that uses the Jubilees. Yeah, exactly. You know, that it, it does it. Yeah. You, know? you can get in, those in a, like. In, in, a, in, a, in a small package. Yeah. I mean, the cool thing about the Jubilee is that you can get, it has a really nice clean channel. It's basically yes. like a souped up JCM 800. And it yeah. has, and JCM 800 is a one channel amp, but then they came out with the Jubilee, which is a 25 year anniversary. That's why it's called the Jubilee. And um, Jim Marshall's, you know, Marshall Marshall Amps 25 year anniversary. And they came out with this thing and it has, it has a clean channel, it has a crunch channel, and then it has a lead channel. So it's pretty versatile and you get these nice like kind of, you know, Marshall, like pretty glassy, trebly cleans that, um, you know, who's known for playing clean Jubilees is, um, John Frusciante. John Frusciante. I was yeah, just going to say, yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's very versatile. You know, it, it can go from like kind of plexi tones on that crunch channel to like full on eighties rock in the, yeah. in the lead channel. So anyway, it's awesome. Yeah. And to your point, it does, it does have that versatility. And ironically enough that the DSL, did have you know great cleans yeah the crunch was the crunch was fantastic but yep. the but the but the dirt was terrible yeah it wasn't good that red channel isn't good so these are so these are made in they're not hand wired but they're made in england right so they're pcb amps made in england and they're awesome i mean these are just you know they just really steps up the quality from you know like the dsl series as an example um, and these, you know, the, I, I've been raving about all of these 20 watt Marshall amps that they have. So they have the, um, the Jube mini Jube, the studio, which is the JCM 800. And then they have the, what's it called? They've the, oh, it's called the, the, the studio classic, which is the mini JCM 800, which is awesome. I played one yep. of those. And then they have the studio v- v- vintage, which is the, yep. the classic plexi. And that's a great single channel amp that, um, I haven't played one of those, but, but the, from what I've heard, they sound incredible. So, I mean, I, I don't know. These 20 watt amps are just incredible from Marshall and they're under two grand brand new. So, you know, they used to only be like 1300 now they're up to like 1800 They used to only yeah. be like eight or 900 No, no. They only, no. only, oh yeah, short time ago. Absolutely. Well, yeah, no, back. You, well, no, used, you could get them for that. But no. Brand the, new, they were 900 bucks. Brand new, they were around the eight or $900 range, like about six, seven years ago. I thought they were they, always at like. When they first came out, no. I thought they were always at 1199 But maybe and the reason wrong. the reason I'm saying that is because I recently watched several videos on YouTube when they originally came out and some of the reviews views and they were that's what they were priced at so well they, that might have been great massive british, jump. that might have been great british pounds you're, you're talking mm, about no that these were i don't these, think these so were ever the, a th- under a thousand bucks but still still they're you know it's a, still a great deal so yeah anyway but they've gone way up in price yeah, well, now they're like, like what like 18 they're about yeah they're like 1800 brand new, brand new now. yeah so but still but i think still for the quality that you get 
Oh um, yeah, they're they're pretty good. I mean, you could argue that's kind of expensive for like a mass made amp, um, but you know it that's is. kind of the running price for a twenty watt real high quality amp. I think these days, so I think it's pretty fair price. So yeah, anyway. so it, so anyway, Dave, it, you got this thing today. I got it today. Yeah, pop the tubes in, turn it on, and it the thing cranks. It thing's great. I couldn't be happier. So thanks, Philip, for the pressure. I needed it. Yeah, we and gave yeah. you the pressure. Yeah, we put the pressure yeah. on and it happened. So Guitar Dad podcast fan out there, we are pressuring you. You know, life's short. Play what you want to play. If you really want something out there that's attainable, go get it. Play yeah, it. Yeah, seriously. Know? If you're not going like to gonna... bankrupt yourself, just go do yeah. it. You know? Yeah, you're not going to. And sometimes you got to look around your your gear cave and say, well, maybe I should sell some of this stuff to fund that's these right. other purchases. So, and that's, we've all done it and that's what you got to do sometimes. So that's what I did. I, I cleared out an amp to get the, to get the one I have to get the Jubilee too. So, you know, everybody does it. Yeah. So it's definitely worth I'm clearing a shot. out too. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely worth a shot. Do it. Do it. Nice, Dave. So awesome, we go man. from. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks, man. So we go from something real sexy down to another uh, topic we want to hit on tonight is, and we kind of, we kind of started to talk about this slightly last week. Um, unsexy gear needs. <laughs> yeah. Like what are we talking about? So here? you started talking about this more like as your band is going to get out there and, and play more gigs this year, you talk yeah. about needing a better quality mic, better quality in-ears, these things. And these kind of fall under the category of kind of unsexy gear, right? They're, it's, 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 you need it. It's, it's, they're necessary. Yeah. You know, you can't, you don't want to skimp. Quality is important. But it's not that real, like sexy drive kind of like gear, like that gets you real excited, right? It's no, not, it's true. Like, like you don't get all excited about it like you would about a guitar or a pedal or, yeah. or an amp or like anything like that. So, yeah, I mean that's true. I mean sometimes you just, especially when you play in a band, there's certain things that really make a make a difference. I just spent all this time talking about in ears. So you know, to get the right gear for in ears, we basically need to. Um, we need to upgrade the in-ear transmitter and body packs that we have. Um, it's basically, it's, it's actually a long story. It's basically, we have, we have real high quality ones now, but the person that owns them is leaving the band. And in, and I've, I've basically realized I can't live without in-ears for all the reasons I just discussed. So, so, you know, I'm going to spring for, you know, the transmitter and the body pack for that. So I got to come up with that. And then, like we also talked about last time, I definitely need a wireless mic to play the kind of gigs that that, that I play because I don't always play guitar, and I like to walk around stage, walk on to the crowd. So definitely need one of those as well. So if you guys have recommendations for wireless mics, um, I'm pretty much set on the shore stuff, but I don't really know. I'm trying to learn about like what the differences are between all of the different levels of. Of, of wireless mics setups there's like different frequencies i mean i think you definitely want uh, digital as opposed to analog so i think that's clear and that obviously puts you automatically in a, a different price range but if you guys know about this stuff just let me know because i'm interested because i definitely will make those investments soon um as we get out there and start playing more gigs so there you yeah. go and we want to know from you guys unsexy. too like what yeah it's unsexy and we want to know from you guys too you know uh, we'll be posting this on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Guitar Dad's Podcast, and uh, let us know. Comment below. Let us know like what 
What are some of your unsexy gear purchases recently? You know, what is that? What what's that piece of gear that you knew you had to you had to buy? And I mean, had to buy power not supplies. Like, oh, I have to have that. What's that? Pedal power supplies. Pedal power supplies, like I mentioned last week. You know, it's yeah. just a these are necessities, and you you don't want to spend a ton of money on these things because you feel like like Matt said, it's like it's not a guitar, it's not an amp, it's not a pedal, it's not that immediate fun that you get. In uh, bursts that you get out of a, uh, no pun intended, out of, that you, that you yeah, get yeah, out of the these burst. purposes. But, oh, here's another one. You know? Here's another one. Wireless guitar s- systems, right? Yes. Like what wireless uh, systems are you using? How's that yeah. going? I already, I actually have the G10S, the Line 6 G10S right here, which is, which is pretty good. You know, I haven't used it live, but I'm probably going to try to use it live and we'll see what happens. But um, I might have to upgrade that. Another unsexy thing. Now, well, another thing so, I put in that category is um, is pickups. You think pickups are unsexy? No, they're not unsexy. They're very sexy. I think pickups are kind of an unsexy thing in a sense. Like when when you're scrolling through, you know, because you know our all, eyes. I don't and know. Our, our, I feel like pickups are getting all sexed up lately. They are kind of getting <laughs> a little sexed up lately. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, it doesn't scratch that itch when you're scrolling through Sweetwater and you're seeing these beautiful guitars and amps and pedals, and yeah. you know you're not you're not coming across the pickups and going, hmm, I could really use another set of those pickups, yeah, like or give whatever, me some you pickups, know, baby. And one of our uh, one of our uh, Facebook subscribers, and I, I think a loyal listener, uh, mentioned something today, or was it yesterday? Why don't you uh, shout him out, Matt? Because I think this was an interesting topic. Oh yeah, quick. yeah, we're going to get into this a little bit. So Roel Torres. In the final few minutes we have. Yeah, so Roel Torres, he is a member of the group, uh, an old friend of mine, and um, he asked a great question that ba- basically is the gazillion dollar question yes. in the guitar world, which is where does tone come from? Right, so and we mentioned this last week in the Daddies because we we shouted out Jim Lill for his a series of uh, videos where he said, "Where does a tone come from in a guitar? Where does it come from in a speaker cap? Where does it come from in an amp?" And it, like he um he really went through all these things. And but Roel came out and really asked, like in general, if you're a guitar player, you know what's what's the percentage breakdown of what generates the most tone. So if you had a, a, if you had to assign a percentage of weight in terms of what matters the most on every single piece of your tone chain, what, you know, including you as the player, what kind of ranks the highest? I think that's kind of the most interesting thing. What ranks the highest and what ranks the lowest, right? Cause I think we can all agree it all matters, right? It all matters. It, it all matters all the time, right? Um, maybe not all the time, but most of the time it all matters. It's all as complex system that is coming together to form the tone that you hear coming out of your, uh, a kind of come, you know, coming into your ears. Right. Yeah. So, um, and what did you, what, what was your conclusion? So I, you did reach I, this to, and uh, mentioned this to the group. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. I, I think, I think I said maybe what would be ranked higher, not by a lot, right? I wouldn't rank it like super, super higher in terms of percentages. You know, I wouldn't put it like over 50%, but as it all broke down, I would probably say the amp and the cab, the combination is yes. is, is probably, if you had to really rank it when it came down to it, you know, the amp and the cab is probably going to be one of the most important things, 
in in the chain. And then when I kind of thought through it, I was like, well, you know, then it's your fingers, and it's if you're running through a pedal, that's dr- drastically changing oh, I, your see, tones. I would, in between yeah. in between fingers and pedal, I might put pickups. Well, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Pickups, yeah. So pickups are a part of it as well. So this is what Big I mean. Part. Like this is like an impossible task. I don't know if I could really rank the whole thing, right? Because yeah, there's not this, one Roel, right answer. I actually came across this uh, video as well, but Ro, Roel uh, called it out as well, which is Glenn, Glenn Fricker at Spectra Sound Studios. He basically came out with a video last week that said, you know, pickups don't matter. You know, he's like, yes, it matters between single coils and humbuckers, but he's like, basically humbucker, like it doesn't matter. And I, I find that, like I and I watch I a video. Really I don't believe. really believe him. Yeah, he's like, you can't hear the difference. I mean, I mean, and, and granted, he's a metal guy, but I, I don't know. Like, I think you can hear the difference between pickups pretty easily. So I, I have to watch yeah, that video I, again and see what's going on. But um, yeah, but I yeah. haven't checked out that video. Maybe I will. I, I and I would disagree with that. I would agree with you as well. I feel like, especially having changed. Uh, a, a set of pickups in in my my PRSSE. Yeah, it's night and day difference sometimes. It's night and day difference, absolute night yeah. and day difference. I mean, you and nobody would disagree. Even my wife notices the difference. And oh, totally. It, you know, and in, in the um, in in my my the Teleca, the Mexican uh, Telecaster that I I purchased yep. recently. I want to upgrade the pickups on that because I was so impressed with my pickup change. In the PRS, I'm like, well, I can't, you know, life can't get much better. Like, it can't get much worse than what I have on there now. It's got to get better. Yeah, totally. Um, so the pickups, you know, and, and the pickups, pickups I put in, matter. The pickups that I got put in my telly here, it was a night and day difference as well. So I think pickups are a Huge. big piece. Of oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Thanks to well, but if black, we, but if we cat. call, but if we, if we take, yeah, th- thanks to Black Cat guitar or kick ass pickups. If you if you take the whole thing like let, let's call the guitar and pickups one one unit, right? Like when well, you think yeah, when you okay. you think of that as one unit. If you think about like amp and cab pedals, the player, you know, and then the guitar and and pickups. So would you rank would you rank like the pickups higher than the player? Uh no. No, because okay. you know, as we've said and many have said and we know it's true that the you know a, a ton of tone comes in your, comes from your fingers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is this is like a never ending debate. It's never everybody has no. an opinion on this. But like how much? But at the same that, time, you get a cheap. That's for Wells' question. Tones I, in the how much? How much is in? I, is it fifty percent? Is it less than? 50%? I would say the the thing that matters <laughs> the least, I think, is tone wood. Okay, you yeah, know, let's get into let's so so Roel didn't bring that up in his question, but I think it's a good transition because tone wood does tone wood matter and this came up in the Jim Lil uh, video as well. Yes. Um, and I don't he, think it does. Where at he all. Was basi- I'm sorry, yeah, it doesn't. He was basically arguing all that matters is the pickup is what Jim Lil kind of demonstrated in his video. Do you believe so you don't think the wood of a guitar matters? No, because if I I I I I can't prove this because I don't have the guitars and the pickups to do it, but I bet if you took two different guitars with the exact same tone wood and and set and put two different pickups in in each, right? And then you compared that and then you took those pickups and you uh, maybe I'm 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 confusing the hell out of it. But anyway, you get the point. If you 
I don't believe the. T- <laughs> I'm confusing the hell out of the thing. How much I'm of that bourbon, bourbon have you been drinking? How over much of there? that bourbon have I had? Anyway, if you take if you take the same exact tone wood and put two different pickups in the in that in that guitar, you mean put the same pickup in? Put the same pickups in yeah. in two different tone woods. You were going to hear very little difference compared to changing the pickups in one of those guitars. So if right? that's true, okay. So so then what you're saying, and I'm not saying I disagree with you because maybe you're right. I mean, I don't I don't really know if that's true, right? Then that really means that all this stuff about vintage instruments having drier wood. <laughs> I hate to tell you, and all that stuff about you know the 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 maple top and all this like is all BS. Is that just BS to you? Are you saying no, it is? No, I think I think I think it matters, but I think what we're also what we're also failing to uh, remember here or think about is in a, some of these instruments, some of these more quality instruments is exactly that. These things were put together with much more craftsmanship than you can't take, you know, a Squire bullet and put top-notch pickups in and give the thing to like, you know, you name a John Mayer and, and get that thing to sound. That's right. Fantastic, it's a whole right? system. It's a it's whole, a whole system. system. It's everything from the bridges a, to the, right. to the, to the, um, to the saddles, to the, so it's to not the not, just pickups yeah. and tone, uh, tone wood. Right. And, and, but, but although, you know, we, and Mike Rutherford of Genesis and their final tour, you know, it, it, the squires. He, he was playing a squire bullet, uh, but but of course that thing was modified like crazy. Yeah, but still, I mean, so, but but it was the same wood. But it, it sounded was the cheap, good. The same cheap wood, whatever. It was the they same use. cheap wood. You know? That's my point. Yeah, that's so a really if the good thing point. was mod- yeah. if the thing was modified correctly, and all the hardware was changed, and the and new and different pots and pickups yeah, and all that stuff, and, and uh, you know tuners and everything, then if that was good enough to play on a Genesis tour, then. I don't know if Tomewood matters that much. So, so, so that's really interesting, right? So, so Paul Reed Smith went on the the Dipped in Tone uh, <laughs> podcast. Yeah, this with was Brett Shaw. If you guys haven't checked with Brett Shaw and the guy from Mythos Pedals, I forget his name. I'm sorry, Zach. Zach, Zach from Mythos. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Dave. And um, and they and they asked him straight up. They go, you know, what about this? You know, like what. Is it really Tonewood? Is does Tonewood really matter? And Paul Reed Smith has just always maintained that he's been one of the biggest proponents of Tonewood. Of course, he should be because he sells gazillion dollar guitars that are right. have the best woods in the world, right? Um, so of course he's going to be a proponent. But you know, he makes this argument that it's like, well, and I think the best argument he had was was that um, you know when you strum a guitar and it rings acoustically. Right, his argument was that ringing of the acoustic ringing, even in an electric guitar, solid body electric guitar, that yeah. ringing translates into the pickups, right? And I think that's where people don't agree. People say, no, that ringing doesn't translate into the pickups. It just it. I think it's just the right. vibration. I think he's right. I think I. I mean, no. From, from, from a physics right. standpoint, of course it does, but to what degree? Because he made the argument, right. what he said, I'm, I'm kind of giving away the whole podcast, but what he said on there was he said, well, in that case, all that would matter when when a viol- when a concert v- violinist plays a violin, all that would matter would be the mic that they are playing into, right? Uh, yeah. But yeah. I think that yeah. really, I, ob- that, I think yeah. that really obfuscates the 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 point. Because that's an acoustic instrument, right? 
Right. So it's like, you know, it's not, it's, it's like Paul, that's not quite the same thing, right? To, it's not quite the yeah, same yeah, thing, yeah. but I understand his point. I understand know? the point as well. And, and he's kind of right that the, 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 the instrument, whether it's a solid body or a hollow body instrument is generating a sound without any electrification. And when you, and all the pickups are doing are, are picking up that, that sound. Right. So that, well, let me ask you that. That's a good point that you mentioned hollow body and semi hollow bodies, right? Yeah, so yeah. think about like a three, three, five. If you took the pickups out of your, one of your Les Pauls and you grabbed a three, three, five and pop those pickups in, right? Would that guitar sound dramatically different and, and not because of the wood, right? Yeah. It's that's because different of, because, because remember there's be- carbon fiber acoustic guitars that but sound this good is to Paul. Right. You know? But this is to Paul's, but this is to Paul's point. If you have a semi hollow or, or a hollow body guitar, that has a much more acoustic sound to it, so that is yeah, going to translate that, but, through the pickups. But 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 that's a really good question. Is that generated by the wood, or is it generated just by the construction? Oh, just that's my point. Yeah, like, yeah. I believe it's more the construction and not the wood. Yeah, you could be right because because carbon fiber acoustics are a clear case in point there. It's like if you can build yep. a carbon fiber acoustic that sounds really good, then is tone wood really a thing as well? Could they b- build a violin out of carbon fiber? Would it sound just as good? I don't know. Yeah. But th- this is all very interesting to me because it does make you question, like, does it really matter if a Les Paul's made out of mahogany with a maple top? Like, I'd love for somebody to make like a pine Les Paul and, t- <laughs> and, t- and, t- <laughs> and tell us like, like, because, you know, um, if it makes a difference, right? So. I don't know. It's a real, it's, I, I think it, so I think there, for me, you know, guitars ring, the way that they ring, the way that they feel is what makes them great. Uh, you can almost like, yeah. you, you can just play them acoustically and they vibrate on your body. You know that that's being picked up by the, by the pickups. Right. right. So I feel like maybe it's wood, maybe, maybe it's the wood that causes that ring, or maybe it's the, just the way that it's constructed and the whole system of the guitar. But I think the yeah. ringing of the, the acoustic sound of an electric guitar to me makes a difference, but you guys tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So that's that. We're going to throw that question out to you as we wrap up here. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, what matters the most in, when you're playing? Is it your pickups? Is it your pedals? Is it the wood amp, of the your, guitar? <laughs> is it the wood of a guitar? Is it is it who made the guitar? You know, do you think a you know a a, a, a Gibson Les Paul is is always going to sound better than uh, any other? Les you know, Paul, I want to th- uh, you know I want to throw there. something out throw something else out there. Um, Dave Ornato, who was on the podcast, we did a two-parter with him because we had just had a great conversation. If you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and listen to them. He's he's a he he runs a guitar repair, and he's also an awesome player. But he yeah. said he said Jojo guitar he repair. really believes that the neck of a guitar makes almost more of a difference. And I hope I'm not putting words in his mouth, but I don't know if he said more of a difference, but he said it makes a massive difference on the tone of a guitar, the, the neck, you know, and we, we didn't, I, I'd right. love to get into that with him a little bit more. Like, does he, do you mean yeah. the actual, like the fretboard, the, the material of the neck itself, like a maple neck versus a row versus a mahogany neck, or are you just talking about the, the, the fretboard itself? So anyway, but he fit, he really felt that, that the neck makes a difference in the guitar. So that's, that could be an argument for tone wood again, right? Like, no, yeah. like it actually matters. Right. So, yeah, it's an interesting part. We definitely have to get him back on yeah. to talk about that because yeah, yeah. that is a whole different ballgame. 
Um, like there you go. nobody's ever really talked about that. Really, you talk about all these other things and nobody's ever but you, really said. But you do specifically the neck is what matters. Yeah, but you do hear people say, "I like the sound of a maple, you know, neck." Right, like it's a but could you, there's a snappiness to it. Is that true? I mean, I don't know if that's is, true. Is there? But 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 you know, but held to the fire. If you in a blindfold uh, situation, could you tell the difference? I mean, it's really hard to tell the difference on this stuff, right? And of course, if you're really going to do like a, you know, a quota, and I'm air quoting here, you know, scientific experiment, you'd have to have pretty much the exact same guitar with, you know, a, a, a rosewood fretboard and a maple fretboard or whatever other wood. Yeah, yeah exactly. You want to yeah. compare the maple too, right? So it would have to be the exact same guitar. But, you know, I, I, I would gamble that you really couldn't tell on a blindfold situation which yeah, because guitar you was think, which. Yeah, think about a telly, right? A telly right. is going to have that twangy sound, you know, probably more because of one, the way it's constructed, two, the way that that bridge pickup is situated with the angle, right? Yep. You know, all this stuff, like, it, it, that's probably more important than whether the telly has a rosewood or a maple fretboard. Right. And to me, the biggest the biggest issue comes down in that case comes down more to the player and the player's comfort level and their comfort level is going to actually improve their playing. So if they prefer to play on a maple fretboard, even psychologically, even if they think that they play better or it sounds better on a maple fretboard, they're going to play that guitar better than they would any other. But that's like a feel thing, right? That's a feel. That's a feel thing. That's a feel. But 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 to your to our point earlier, like if the. You know, tone is in the fingers a lot of the time. So if somebody is playing better because of their, they like the feel of a particular neck or yeah. a fretboard, yeah. that's going to impact their playing. So yeah, yep. yeah I no, think, I that, think that, that matters. No, that could, that's totally true. That's, maybe that's what Dave's talking about. Who knows? We have to get him back. Well, no, because no, remember it, it came up when we talked to him about repairing Les Paul necks. Yeah, the broken necks. And he's yeah. like, no, the neck really makes a difference in the tone of the guitar. So anyway- we, this is a lot to get into. Yeah, we could keep going on with this um, all night. But yeah, so anyway. And it's fun. Let's keep ta- keep talking about it. Go on the Facebook group, weigh, weigh in on Roel's thread or start your own thread and let's continue to talk about it. I don't, you know, the Tonewood yeah. debate is, has become this kind of toxic debate on internet forums and Facebook groups and things because no one agrees and no one's going to change the other one's mind. It's one of those things. So so let, let's keep it clean. But um. <laughs> it is fun to talk about because it's like nobody really, nobody really knows. So anyway, and watch out for our upcoming new meme, which I'm I'm kind of teasing tonight. Yeah, or as you're listening to this in the uh, in the Tonewood uh, realm, uh, you want to look out for that because that's going to be very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so oh, thank you it? to okay. all of our. It, it is okay, <laughs> thank good, you to right. all of our loyal listeners and uh, and Facebook members and uh, Instagram followers and all you guys. We appreciate you. We really do. Um, you're driving this thing, and uh, we love it. So check us out at Guitar Dads Podcast on Instagram, at Guitar Dads Podcast on Facebook. Come join our private group there. Comment below wherever you're streaming this. Leave a review, um, you know, subscribe, all that stuff that helps us out. And, um, yeah, I think for now, anything else, Matt? That's it. That's it. That was this week's Guitar Dads podcast. Keep rock alive. Catch you guys on the flip.